Welcome to Podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. <laughs> Pringles. <laughs> that, should, that, that should be like, that sounds like it should be a butler's name. Doesn't it? Pringles. And, and let's Pringles be honest, the butler. that guy, the icon on the Pringles can looks like a butler. Like that, that mustache, like and that haircut, that guy's a butler. Oh yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> Pringles, come here. Come here, Pringles. That's bring Pringles. My, bring me my uh, warm milk. Pringles was the fa- was the favorite uh, butler of a man who owned a tennis ball company. And uh, at one point, uh, he became obsessed with creating the perfect potato chip, and he had all these tennis ball canisters. <laughs> I was going to say, I was. you had me for a second. I was like, is it real? <laughs> it's the secret origin of Pringles. <laughs> Pringles are delicious, though. They are. I actually had them for the first time in a long time. Uh, I think yesterday I got a small canister of barbecue Pringles. This is Pringles Cast 2187. <laughs> well, no, it sucks because you, you almost have to like try and damage the can <laughs> to see if the chips or the Pringles are undamaged because you, like, you shake it, like you go back and forth. Like it's okay. I only hear a little bit of crumbs, so that means the vast majority of the Pringles are unbroken. Okay, cool. You don't, you don't want I'm one that's full of, uh, of Pringle dust. Yeah. Pringle Although, crumbs. if you do have much Pringle crust, you just save it and use it to cook later. Oh, like batter a chicken with it or a yeah, bread of chicken? Yeah, man. I did that with pork rinds. Oh, that sounds good. Well, because, you know, when I was on, like, uh, low carbs, I, I was taking uh, pork rinds and putting them. No, I didn't do it. My wife did it. But pork, <laughs> rinds, pork rinds on top of pork chops. So it was like pork on pork. It was like pork, pork, pork bread and pork. <laughs> yes, delicious. And it's the only way we do it now. We don't do it any other way. You know, this is so random, but we should really get like our interactions on our chat screen going more because we are almost at the point where that picture that Hawes sent us when he was on is almost off of my screen. It's been What's here off? this whole time. See, it's off of mine. I don't even know. I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, it's the, thir- <laughs> the third nipple of Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's also a good no, episode title. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to like re- I'm just gonna have to send it every time we record. <laughs> yes. And now I'm gonna have to check to see if I have like the leading powers. If you do that, ne- never forget. Can, can we have it to when it's like now recording that the picture of a uh, third nipple pops up? <laughs> Thankfully, no. I don't think we can do that. All right, but right, but do a little music. Oh, we already did that. Oh, did we? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to Podcast 2187. And we've got Jared, Mark, and me tonight. And my name is Tim, if you don't know. Hi, Tim. And, hi. Hi, Jared. I feel, I feel like you have a very uh, radio voice thing going on where you're like, my name's Tim, but I don't know. Like, like, I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> like you could uh, put on some easy listening or something. Are you saying I'm going to make listeners go to sleep tonight? I mean... That's not what I was going for. It's top but... of the hour. The time is 622. This is Tim. And coming up is Shaw Day. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. Um, I, don't, I don't mind. Yeah, Shaw Day is not. What happened to her? Is she still alive? Uh, I don't know. And I have to look that up. I haven't, I haven't heard anything uh, of Shaw Day in a long time. It's crazy because you don't even hear about these people. And then something just pops them up in, in your like uh, timelines or whatever. Like, I hadn't heard of Sinead O'Connor in years. And that's not even her name anymore. She uh, converted. She converted to Islam, and uh, she took a new name. She's like the new Cat Stevens. 
Huh. Well, that's heavy. But her name is not uh, Yusuf Islam. No. Oh, <laughs> no one can be Yusuf Islam. Cat Stevens. I love Cat Stevens. I voice. do too. And like, I'm really glad that he unrenounced his music. Because that was my own, like, like, when he first converted, he renounced all of his uh, music as Cat Stevens. And that was like, that was a bummer. Like, That's yeah. beautiful stuff. But now that he's like, oh, no, I've reconciled, you know, who I was with who I am now. And it's like, that's great. That, good. That makes more sense to me. <laughs> like, I'm perfectly cool with that people choosing a new religion. But, like, don't tell me. Don't tell me T. One, 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 <laughs> one of my good. favorite recording art, artists of all time, Cat Stevens. Man, I uh, was, uh, gosh. Two years ago, this January, I can remember having like a like a revelation. We're like, oh, I can listen to Cat Stevens again and love it because I had a girlfriend <laughs> in college who was obsessed with him, and like I had already liked him a lot. He was one of my mom's favorites, so I'd heard him a lot growing up. But this girl I dated in college, it was her absolute favorite uh, music in the world was Cat Stevens, and she was obsessed with him. And she was like one of the one of the single worst relationships I've ever been in. It was, did not end well at all. I was not super nice to her. She was a pathological liar, and, <laughs> like and had all sorts of crazy stuff going on. And uh, no, it like made me actively dislike hearing it. Like even though I still like the music for a long time, it just had this connotation. And then I remember like. Uh, songs, a couple songs from T for the Tillerman came on something. So tell me, that. where do the children play? Yeah. yeah. Hey, shut up! I can't deal with you. Or just the one, the uh, the T for the Tillerman song. Just, just that. Just hearing those a couple of years ago, like I was like, oh wait, I I love this again. Like this is fun. <laughs> you're. I mean, that's when you knew you're over. Well, well I was. Uh, was done. I was. Oh, I was over that a long time, <laughs> a long time before that. But it was just like. It didn't make me think of an awful experience anymore. Like they, that's like good. They, the connotation disappeared. I was like, oh, thank God. Like I, I can't can't handle not liking music that I like. Let's see. So, the band. While while Jared is researching this, I'm going to go ahead and just bring up that we are going to get to a few things tonight, but the main new thing, I guess, is Star Wars Resistance once again. Yes. New episode. Yes, and Tim, you I, watched it. Yes, I did. Did you really? Yeah. Why? Why are you so awesome. surprised? Because I have somebody to talk about it with. I thought it was just Jared <laughs> over there. Um, Jared's gonna be perpetually an episode behind, so that he'll never be able to talk about it. <laughs> Is that so, by design? So she has had a couple. Uh, she's had three hiatuses where she's retired from music. She Who came back, Shade. She came back to do a song for the Wrinkle in Time soundtrack. This, uh, oh crap! This last year, uh, in March, yeah. So, huh? Pretty, yeah. pretty cool. No you wonder mean, nobody knew that uh, she was back. That movie bombed. <laughs> That's true. It was good though. I'm not saying it was good or not good. It's just one of those ones that was like, Ew. oh no! It was it it. it it continued the proof that Disney needed Star Wars and Marvel because they cannot <laughs> do a successful movie for tweens yeah. and teens. It's not it, even it, that. I, I think. I think nowadays. I think uh, coming up, this would be the perfect thing for their streaming service. Have it be eight, ten hours long. Be you know a series, or or you know have it be a streaming a streaming series. And it's good. I, I, I think certain things definitely lend themselves better to that. Oh, I think books, 
either books that are really dense like that book or book series, I tend to think you're right. Like it's like um, the uh, series of unfortunate events I read first with students and then with my niece and nephew and they're great children's books. And the movie tried to like condense half the books or a third of the books into one movie. And it was, it, it was very mixed, I think, uh, reviews, and it didn't do well enough financially to keep itself going. And now it's on a Netflix show, and they've divided up the 13 books into three seasons. And uh, they're, I think they have one left, and they like renewed it after the first season for the rest of it because it did so well. But like, it's just much easier to stay true to the source material, I think, with something long form on a TV show. It just makes sense. And there'll be less disappointed people. You don't have to do a direct adaptation by any means, but I think if something if something is a long form story, then it, clearly if that's where where it was successful, then that's going to lend itself to that kind of storytelling. To well, and, you know, we we've talked about this before, and you, you look at you know you look at a you look at the situation with Solo. You know, a lot of these things, a lot of these sets could have been repurposed for a really nice you know couple seasons. You know, you've already got the Millennium Falcon. They, I think they probably perpetually have the Millennium Falcon sitting somewhere that they just redress. Uh, and, you'd, you'd think, right? Yeah, at this point, you know, it, it, it really seems like that, that's kind of what made me sad when, they, when I didn't even hear this. Uh, I was in Vegas, and I think I think it was, or maybe I was, no, I was in the middle. And uh, didn't Kathleen Kennedy say Boba Fett film's dead? That's uh, one guy who did an interview with her. Quoted as saying, she said it's 100% dead, replaced with Mandalorian. Well, that's fine, but the Mandalorian better be uh, Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> or you can, I mean, you can easily put Boba Fett in there. I'm not, I'm not stuck. I'm not, you know, I love Boba Fett. I love Boba Fett. He's not going to last forever, though. And I don't necessarily, I think we've got enough about his backstory and all that, that, that uh, I think it's, I think he's interesting. And if they choose to fill in, you know, more of it with books or novels or video games or, or animated series. I think that's great. I would like to see, though, something about him. You know, the, you know, I think we talked about this before. I don't remember if it was on the podcast or, or I was talking about it personally with people. But, you know, the Slave One mm-hmm. ship is pretty iconic. Maybe not the name, but certainly the design of the ship. And that ship's just sitting where? Somewhere? Bring that ship back. Put it in the Mandalorian. The guy's got to go off planet at some point. I I, I had that uh, ship, the longest of all of the original uh, Kenner toys that I that the, my brothers and I had. It's the most unique, really. Oh, that, that thing transported GI Joes and, and like, <laughs> Transformers and Thundercats and X Men, everything all throughout my childhood. Because I was like, this is the oh. raddest. Like the way it lifts up and then turns on its side. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so rad. <laughs> And I, and I wouldn't want I wouldn't want necessarily the Mandalorian if he is somebody that's not Boba Fett. I wouldn't want him to necessarily fight Boba Fett to take the mantle or the Slave One. I would rather it be like, you know, put it to good use or I'm dead he, or whatever. He found you know. the armor and it had the keys in. It. <laughs> he just, he's just walking around pressing the the, yeah. the alarm. All he's across like, Tatooine. That's it. That's mine. Oh, 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 it was behind Jabba's Palace. That makes sense. That adds up. <laughs> imagine no Jabba's Palace after Return of the Jedi, what that would be like. That's literally like just people running, oh, stealing stuff. You got to think. Running all, out. All of his employees uh, looted the hell out of that place. Oh, God, yeah. 
Oh yeah, they're just like woo, taking everything. Well, the th- so the thing is, for I'm thinking, do we want the Mandalorian to stand on his own or her own as a new character set aside from Boba Fett, or do we want it to be Boba Fett 2.0? I don't, I don't, it doesn't really matter to me either one. If it's somebody new, I would like for it to acknowledge the past in some way, almost like a passing of the mantle. Okay. So, like, don't forget that Boba Fett was there, but, like, not necessarily make it him all over again. Yeah, no, it didn't have to be Boba Fett all over again. But clearly, clearly, whatever they're hoping to do with Boba Fett they're doing with a Mandalorian. So, you know, this really does look like a Western and, and it sounds like they're going that route. Well, we, we talked about both the set and the shotgun looking like the, yeah. the real shotgun looking thing. Like so it would be, it would be amazing to somehow tie in at this point, tie, bring, bring old uh, Tamira Morrison in, you know, uh, have him sort of, uh, somebody suggested at the end of the season or whatever, Maybe he sits down next to him and is like, hey, you know, that's a cliffhanger. For everybody who knows, like, that's Boba Fett. Boba Fett, Boba Fett sitting next down, down to the Mandalorian. There's going to be some stuff next season. Or is it a clone? Who, no. an, like a, like, like a, a clone of the clones. <laughs> you wouldn't know. He's the real clone. Clone squared. You wouldn't know. I, I think you would know. Or, or if he just said, my name's Boba. <laughs> Tim, Tim, would that be a clone? Oh, nice! I like that. A clone. <laughs> to use, isn't that a Jedi Plocoon? <laughs> Luke, Luke. Well, so so he would be poo clone, poo clone. <laughs> I don't know. Po-clone. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about uh, Mandalorian. Well, somehow we were talking about resistance. Yes, resistance. And then we ended up here, but let's get back to that. So, Mark, you seem enthused. So, why don't, why don't you just take the it? Latest, the latest episode was the High Tower, right? Uh, and it made it made me think. I was like, "Oh, isn't there an Amazon Prime show, The Man in the High Tower?" And it's like, "No, that's The Man in the High Castle, which is about so Nazis." The, yes. Well, this is kind of about Nazis, except they're called the First Order. <laughs> Fair. So, and, and, and you know, it, it fills it fills in a little bit of backstory. Uh, not necessarily a little bit of backstory but you know there some people are like how are they allowed here and they're like well they're they're, they're not doing anything wrong you know they're sort of allowed to operate or they're they haven't they haven't really it sounds like they haven't engaged in the open hostilities to where the new republic has shut them down they just kind of looked at them and said okay we hope we'll just leave you alone because they're they're allowed to operate right well, tim is that the impression you're getting or yeah, just like a behind the scenes building themselves up. I mean, kind of like what the Emperor did in the um, Clone Wars. Kind of. Right. Yeah, they're not even in, they're in like a, when they arrive on the, I don't know, what's the name of the, the water base that everybody's hanging out at. Anyways, they, they, they don't even show up in like a nice ship. They show up sort of in the skies, but it's got the, the red TIE pilot you know, commander or whatever. And, uh, and, he's, and he has like four clone troopers, not clone troopers, four first order stormtroopers with him. Yeah. And, and Mark, do you want to tell us about any new characters who were introduced in this episode as well? 
who's introduced? Hype Shazon? Yes. What about him? You know, just what you thought. He's a Greedo. Whatever. <laughs> I feel like that's some sort of Star Wars racist, because you see someone of the same species, and you just throw him right in there with the other one. He's a Greedo. <laughs> uh, a Greedo. He's a Greedo. Same thing with a guy, you know, especially when they put him in the... Uh, hand just shoots Greedo, and then his, like, twin brother is, is coming uh, with Jabba to... Uh, you know, I have a conversation with, with, with Han, and it's like, okay, he's a Greedo. They're all Greedos. So, so here's my thing. Uh, they made a big point in the Tarkin novel to explain, even though it's never in any shot, that Tarkin is not wearing the boots because he really wasn't wearing the boots, right? So in real life, Greedo is uh, the, the person who played Greedo is a woman, and she was wearing women's shoes because they're not in the shot, but it's really obvious in some of the like behind the scenes photos. <laughs> so I want them to now explain this at some point in the story as well. <laughs> like if they're going to go out of their way and make Tarkin's actual filming footwear <laughs> canon, why not do the same thing and emphasize Greedo loved a comfortable pump. And this, this, the Greedo resistance rolled. so far, <laughs> it's a really fun show. Like I am, I'm not looking forward to it. But I'm like, okay, cool. I got a new episode of Resistance to watch. And I watch it and I'm entertained. And this one was actually uh, probably the best after the, the season premiere. Um, it was just a lot of fun. But the thing is, he's the worst spy ever. He really is. <laughs> it, yeah. I don't, I don't, it makes me really question, especially after The Last Jedi, but it really qu- makes me question Poe's uh, uh, leadership skills. If he selected this guy out of nowhere, just you go be a spy. He, he's he, like you said. He's he's like uh, Shaggy and uh, what do you call it? He's he's really just walking around, you know, high stepping. He's 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 bad at it. It still it still makes it it makes an interesting show though. And probably one of the funnest uh, or the most interesting things was that he had a whole. I don't even know how to describe it. He's going through a, a sequence of hijinks while all the people in the bar are watching him go through a series of hijinks. <laughs> I and love this kinda... combined with your Scooby Doo walking description hijinks, last time. Yes. <laughs> the, the hijinks. And, 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 it, and it was fu- it was funny. It, it was a cute little bit. So I don't know. I I, I have zero expectations for this show. Uh, again, you, you know, it it's not designed for for me so much. It's not it's not more adult like Clone Wars or even like Rebels. But it's just fun to watch. Uh, and and the shots of the ships flying are, are all actually the animation in general is gorgeous. It, it's really good, so it's it's fun. You know, there's no point in, in complaining about it. But okay, so because you just said that, if you did have to complain about something, what would it be? Tim's uh, masochism software being. <laughs> what would I have to complain about it? If you have to pick something, because because you've been a, a big supporter so far from what you've said on the show, it feel it, it really feels inconsequential. Do you feel like it should? Well, I I don't think it's designed to feel like there's huge giant stakes, at least not yet. Right. But you know, it, it it's and it's definitely moving really slow because I feel like I haven't even met most of these people that I've seen in the marketing yet. Right. 
you know, I, I don't, have we even seen the, um, have we really even seen the Stanton's character yet? The former TIE, tie pilot? I don't think so. I mean, I, certainly not this one. Yeah, I Griff, don't think so. Griff o- O'Hallahan or Halloran or something. It, well, I mean, they just introduced one of the main guys in this episode. And this is what, the fourth? The which one? This episode yesterday is the fourth one. Is that right? Well, yes. Yeah, I mean. It depends. It's listed as both because the first one is a two-parter, but it's also not. Right. Well, just because it took him to this point, and I get it story-wise, but it took him to this point to introduce hype. So, like, you know, who knows how long it's going to take before they really get into the swing of things, if they do. I mean, we don't know where this is going yet. Yeah, give me Phasma. I'm ready for Phasma. Yeah, it was like a little tease before, and now it's like I'm ready for her at any point to show up and start doing stuff. I'm ready for her in uh, episode nine, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, <laughs> I still don't think you should be getting too much excitement well, at that while idea. I, while I agree with Tim, I I can I I can understand where you're coming from and respect that desire. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I get where you're coming coming from with that. Just prepare yourself. I need, I need one last. I need one last battle between uh between her and Finn. So the one that was there was not good enough for you. I would like it if they kept that stuff that was cut a bit more. And yeah, plus that, that was survival good. might even made more sense. Sorry. <laughs> There's a cat outside. My dog is angry. I was trying to think of a joke, but I'm not fast enough right now to come up uh, with anything I was, good. I was about to say that uh, Pringles, our intern, is a werewolf. <laughs> I would like, like, I would personally love, love if everybody talks about mm-hmm. how important it is for Captain Fastboat to have her helmet on or her mask on or whatever. I would love for there to be a scene in episode nine to where she just walks up to Finn and he's like, "Can I help you?" <laughs> and she talks and he's like holy it's phasma and she does a double take right and then you know you get to see her without the mask she's disfigured from the from the toxic chemicals and fire from the dying ship or whatever John Boyega and, does do a really good double take too right it would be great it would be great because you know you get to see that it'd be, and it'd be a fun little bit but you know Whatever, I'm not writing the show or the the movie, so. I think I, I I like I like those ideas. Yeah, and watch watch it happen, and then we can be right again. And there, th- there is one other thing I want to make sure I don't forget to mention because it's easy to forget about this guy. Um, I sent Noah a tweet, and basically I, I asked him to provide a three point tweet on why he should be back on the show. Outlaw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and this is what he said. Number one, I'm the reason this show exists. He said, "Is that Number, he repeated that three times?" No, that I would expect that, but no. Number two, I'm a comedic powerhouse, as y'all know. You're the best content. Yes, he says you're the your best content comes when I'm on the show, and you know it. The others know it, and the listeners know it. Number three. Y'all are the homies, and it's been too long since we've talked about the wars. 
Does he want to come back on? Well, those are his three reasons why he should be back on. Is he asking to come back on, or are you trying to put him back on? Both. He has asked in the past, mm-hmm. and then I, I, I specifically uh, started it this time. But He wants to pimp his solo endeavors, and we're the only ones stupid enough to have him on. <laughs> That's fine. Bring him on. I mean, I can, I don't, well. I'll have to come up with new jokes because he's a little bit older now. Let me see. Yeah, no here. more baby jokes. No, I'll still find a way. <laughs> <laughs> Something about baby Huey, giant baby. Something. <laughs> I mean, just the, just the fact that he was born after Phantom Menace, right? I think, or right around it. Like, oh it's, right, it's right around Phantom Menace. So I know that, it's, yeah. uh, that he's, he's a baby. Yeah, but Jar Jar Pacifier. 19 this year, though. Oh, yeah. he's still my heart, little, little guy. I know, man, how the, how the years have flown by. You know, my baby boy's all grown up. <laughs> 19, good lord. Still yeah. probably on it on uh, parents' insurance. One of the first uh, kids I ever nannied for is engaged, and it's weird. Ah. Yeah, you should feel really old. It makes you feel so, <laughs> so old. I feel so old. I'm like, I'm an old man now. Uh, and wait, wait, so, till, wait till one of the kids that you nanny is like, Jared, let me buy you a beer. Oh, no, they... <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, yeah. A couple of them are old enough, too. They haven't. Thank God. <laughs> I also wanted to mention real quick, because I almost... Uh... Went, went past without mentioning it. I did. I, I was. They get to see the um, uh, Empire Strikes Back in concert thing this past week, which was great. But yes, I just have to point out there was someone who was there, and I doubt he is listening to this right now. But in the off chance he is, there's this guy who had a shirt and it said "Number One Star Wars Fan" on it, and underneath was an outline of the Enterprise. <laughs> I feel like he kind of deserves based off of that shirt to be a guest here who is he i have no idea well just, I, just some on. guy i saw i think the way you started that mark and i both thought you knew who he was like i no no i was not leading anywhere that's it this is your and we, and we have him and we have him on. no jared our our uh can we can we tell the story of of our without naming names can we we still tell the story of our guest that is not going to happen, Tim. Oh, uh, sure. Okay. So, Jared, you know who we're talking about? I believe so. The, our musician, maybe. Sure. I, re- I reached out to uh, to um, I reached out to <laughs> some p- some people <laughs> to find out if uh, if uh, this person was legitimate. Uh, the people I reached out to didn't really give me the time of day or even they responded once and I explained the situation and they never, ever, ever responded <laughs> again. Ever. And has that person, just as an example, had any Twitter activity recently? I don't know. Let me they, check. You know, they might have. The same, the same day they, they, were, they were, I don't know. Here's the thing I, I, I would have hoped. Oh, absolutely. That, yeah. There has been Twitter activity. I'm sure there has. Um, you know. Continuing falsehoods? 
No, you know, with look, we're not going anywhere free, and I'm not going to name drop, but you would hope that a publicist would actually try and help. Sorry. <laughs> That's it. They, <laughs> the, they said, how can we help? And I explained the situation and followed up multiple times, and they never got back to me. We're just trying to get to the bottom of stuff. Right. So it's like, man, you know, I want to promote your product. (laughs) Yeah. But in the meantime, though, they must have reached out to the person we were trying to have on the show because now that person's Twitter information. Yes, it's changed. They're no longer uh, making claims. Yes, they're no longer making those claims to be a part of a television show. And <laughs> certain things on the internet apparently have been scrubbed so that they're no longer affiliated with the television show. So at least I'm assuming that in the background, they probably went to this guy and said, hey, what the hell? No. So basically, we tipped off, let's say, a company that uh, <laughs> might make movies about wars and space. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we we tipped them off to someone misrepresenting themselves as having yes. a professional association with them. And uh, what we've gotten for our due diligence as fans and uh, whatever podcasters or whoever, I, we're not investigative journalists, but it was fun to pretend we were for a minute. Yes. But, uh, but like, no, they've kind of like like used our uh, amateur detective work and then gave us not, didn't even respond. Yeah, didn't even say, "Hey, thanks for the amateur detective work." We took or care just of- or just like no. <laughs> like, like, no, no, I know that guy's not on. Yeah, the no, none of that. Like, can, yeah, like, it's such a weird thing to, to to lead with. How can we help? And then goes radio silent. But I mean, I, I've I've had stuff go happen in my life, so I'm not gonna. Well, I'm like, but, but at the but, same time, it's weird. And it's not the only time that that exact scenario has happened in the history of this podcast. So <laughs> we're not big enough. Well, I I don't know. <laughs> we had don't do we have a listener in Jakarta? I have no idea. I can check. Well, find out because if we have a listener in, J- in Jakarta, we're that big. We're big enough. If we don't, then I, we've got some work to do. I'm I'm gonna look this up because I want to find out. Or I mean, what's what's is there a place called Peloponnesia? No. Peloponnesia? Yeah. No. I okay. learned about I learned about Jared. Where where were you from? Portland or Seattle? Uh, I lived in Portland for ten years. Uh, there's the Peloponnesian War, right? That was uh. uh was that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's uh, a Greeks. Yeah, that was a Greek thing, right? Okay, never mind. Okay, so the way our stats work is that the bottom it lists the nations and how many listeners we have from each nation. I just the need bottom a just, listener in Jakarta. Well, I'm like the the bottom just says others, and we have eight listeners from the others category of the world. What's okay? What's the very bottom? What's the very What's the column above others? Uh, Slovenia. Slovenia. Hey, that's pretty. That's pretty good. Whoever has listened to us from Slovenia, one listener in Slovenia. Yeah. Um, Slovenia. Where is this at? Is that like Eastern European? Sounds like it. I. I mean, I think so. Well, 
Well, so like uh, our, our number one nation, brace yourselves, the U.S. Oh, okay. Number two? Uh, UK. Right on. Okay, what's our number three? Canada. Oh, interesting. Interesting. On, uh... And then Australia and then Japan. Japan? Yeah. Konnichiwa. We got, we got Germany. We got France. I mean, we got a ton here. Ukraine. Sweden, Brazil. I mean, I'm not going in order anymore. I'm just throwing out names. Sl- Stump me with a place I've never heard of. <sighs> Slovenia is pretty close. And and whoever you are, we love you. I'm really not going to say this right. Um, Herzegovina, maybe? Yeah, oh, Herzegovina. Like Bosnia. Bosnia, Her- Herzegovina. Okay. Yeah. Sure. There you go. Uh, we, well... We got that. We got Greece. If, if you messed that up, it was no different than they say it on the news around here. Like you did, you did fine. Sweet. Um, we got. Hey, I, we have the Russian Federation. <laughs> you say What's Greece? Cool? Yeah, Greece is my number three on my other podcast, which is kind of weird. I, I feel like, but I'm who's okay the Russian it. Federation? Is that the old uh, USSR? Uh, I mean, it's just Russia overall, right? I don't know. Aren't they just called I think Russia? So. I, no, I mean, I think that's like what, the, like the America, so to speak. But technically, we're the United States of, and I think they are technically the Russian Federation. Oh, interesting. I think I could be wrong. So they're no longer the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. They're just straight the Russian Federation. Now they sound like they're a wrestling uh, uh, group. That would be awesome. We have one from Norway and one from Portugal as well. Yes. See, we're all over. Oh, hey, we got Croatia. Croatia. Nice. Props. I mean, again, I'm uh, we five from Thailand. I'm I'm just like, wow. Mr. Worldwide right here. <laughs> oh, and with it, oh, does it go by state? Oh, it goes by state in the US. Okay, so Recru- who's the number one state besides California? Besides California? Is is California number one? Of course. It's and I'll a- be honest, I did not see this state being number two, but okay. What is it? Illinois. Illinois? Yeah. Chicago. Is it and then, Illinois? No. Here, let me just go. The top 10 states, all right, as far as our listeners. Okay. Uh, number one, California, okay? Right on. Number two, Illinois. All right. Number three, Pennsylvania. Huh. Okay. Number four is Florida. What? Number five. I get that. I get number, that. Number five is Texas. That's Noah. Six, yeah. New York. Yeah. I know people in Texas who listen to us. Six is New York. York. Uh-huh. Uh, number seven is Virginia. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, uh, eight is South Carolina. Nine Woo! is New Jersey. And then ten is the rest under other. Ah. <laughs> uh. Come on, I'm not talking enough about uh, bourbon then if oh, Kentucky's wait, wait, wait. not even represented. Oh, oh, if I click V-Wall, we got all 50. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so, so what state is the least listening to us? Hold on. Maine. Nope. Rhode Island. Nope. Delaware. Alaska. Delaware. It, it's not, but let me see. Alaska isn't on here so that, that that might be like another other category or something delaware isn't the lowest that's crazy Hawaii. no it's not uh i don't 
I don't see oh, Hawaii on it. here either. I got who listens to us the least. Utah. No. Connecticut. Yeah. Idaho? I, I I can just tell you. It's yeah, yeah. Go, just, go for that. We, no one is no one is asking you not to other other than the other category because there's still a small other category, but um South Dakota. What? Huh? Apparently Makes they don't sense. like oh Hawaii is here. Hawaii is here. They are not the bottom. Okay, what's the other other category then? Click that and see what opens up. It it, <laughs> it doesn't. It won't let me. It's well that's uh, not fair. Count. I almost cursed. That's some serious bull. Well, this has been interesting. 30. Uh, we need I'm, to counting. Up our, I'm counting. We need to up our game. If South Dakota is, is like... We have, okay, so it, it gave us the top 44 states and then the other category. And Ooh. D.C. is on here somehow. Ooh. And they're not the bottom. D.C., like, huh? Yeah, like we've got more listeners in D.C., than we do in like Montana. Listen, if we've called Nebraska. out your country or your state, let us know. We'd like <laughs> we'd like to hear from you. Send yeah. us a tweet at podcast two one eight seven on Twitter. Uh, we'd be more than happy to uh, to hear from you. If you don't speak English, uh, I'm not sure how this podcast is anything exciting to you. But feel free to write <laughs> us a, a tweet in whatever language you speak and, uh, you know, send it to us. So, I mean, it, maybe because the tone of our voices is humorous. I don't know. Not um, humorous. It's sexy. All right. Um, but no, we do. I just I, I feel like pointing out that California being number one, not shocking. I know you guys are out there. you got a lot of people. Um, I, I'm just I feel slightly proud that Virginia is not the bottom. So there's that. Why? Why, Tim? What, what's what's Virginia? Virginia, D.C. They're both not the bottom, and that's by me. Oh, it's by you. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and we also have Canada's broken down too, and that's a lot shorter. So Saskatchewan. No, uh, number one is British Ontario, Columbia. and oh, then yeah, really? and then Quebec, Alberta, British Columbia, Nova Scotia, uh, Newfoundland, Northwest Territories. Manitoba and then Prince Edward Island. Where's Prince Ed- Prince Edward Island? That's what it says. Where's that at? This sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, let me see if this because there's a little map that goes with it too. It, uh, I don't know. Is it my people? I can't even find it on this little map thing. Yeah, so this is my first time. So we used to use um SoundCloud for our podcast, right? Yeah. And that was one of the many things that we have upgraded over time. Like they were fine, um, but there were some better options out there, and that's what we're doing now. So this is the first time I've really gone into the stats like this since we had switched over. I used to do that on SoundCloud, um, but this is this is good. Like it tells me a bunch of stuff. I can find out um, like where people are listening, like iTunes versus um, yeah. That's that's one of the coolest else. features on it. I think yeah, 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 and, and like. Uh, windows versus android phones or whatever right yeah or, or like if it's a, a like an ios computer right like, yeah it's really fascinating yeah um by the way halloween's coming up if anybody didn't realize that and uh <laughs> we are when if you listen to this episode when it comes out it is the day before halloween so happy halloween if 
by any chance, anybody, in addition to what Mark said, if anybody listens to this during Halloween, then also I'd just be interested to find out why, because I don't know if we're scary or not, but let us know. Um, I wanted to mention a couple things, because we are a Star Wars podcast, and Halloween's coming up, so what a great way to bring both worlds together and let you know that there is this thing called StarWars.com slash Halloween. And if you go there, it's just ideas for Halloween, basically. So different types of pumpkins you can carve that are Halloween-themed. Uh, cookies or foods that you can do. Uh, just, I mean, I mean, that kind of stuff. You know, if you want to get Star Wars-inspired Halloween ideas, then go ahead and head over there. You can get some cool stuff there. I mean, yeah. there's, so there's, there's one other thing that I was going to do, but I don't have it ready quite yet. So if you want to discuss something that is appropriately Star Wars-related for like two minutes go ahead you have my blessing <laughs> talk about All something right. that's not star wars related no oh. that is i specifically oh. said that it is Spe- speaking of of halloween and the fact that star wars has a comic book that was once written by a guy named jason aaron and halloween has made me into super into horror stuff lately i was rereading some uh jason aaron scribed ghost rider comic books this weekend made me think of you mark because yeah, there was like the Ghost Riders throughout history were unveiled in this one one issue, and in this like flashback montage type sequence, and in it they had uh, Ghost Riders based on uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid, the uh, pre Walker Texas Ranger uh, Chuck Norris movie about a Texas Ranger stopping gun runners in, in a in a sleeveless vest uh, and nice. a headband. And so it was pretty rad. And like, he wasn't even like using a car of any kind. He's just kicking people like Chuck Norris does. <laughs> it was still awesome. And then there was a, a pair, a team of ghost riders called uh, the hell, the hell driver and devil rig that were based on, uh, on bandit. And uh, what's bandit's partner's name? What? what what's, uh, what's the, what's bandit's partner's name? Oh, I don't call it. Is that Cletus? I think I don't know, but uh, yeah, based on Smokey uh, or uh, Bandit from Smokey the Bandit, which I, th- I thought you'd appreciate and made me smile. What with the uh, recent passing of uh, of Burt Reynolds, seeing a, a Ghost Rider cartoon, Burt Reynolds is pretty rad. Do you ever see you, ever, you know when they did uh they did the Bandit? It was a TV show. Uh, I think it was I back vaguely then. remember it. It was horrible. It was horrible. I couldn't even watch it. I'm a big fan of that stuff. So, all right. So, do they have any casting? Oh, real quick, if they have any casting announced. Speaking of uh, of uh, Burt Reynolds, it, it brings my mind to uh, to Mr. Pascal, Pedro Pascal, the Latino uh, Burt Reynolds. Have they announced anyone for Mandalore, the Mandalorian yet, or is it just kind of like? They're kind of they, there's been no official announcement, right? I think it's I think it's all hush hush. Well, how are we seeing pictures? Uh, thanks to uh, making Star Wars, how are we seeing pictures of like creatures and stormtroopers, but we have no clue who's in the show? I think that, I think through making Star Wars and other uh, sources as well, it seems to be that they are releasing stuff about Ma- the Mandalorian in a way that they've not anything else as it's been being made in in the new era of Disney owned star Wars, you know, like I feel like they're, 
they're circumventing the need for people to have spies on the set and for leaks to come out by giving out selective information so they can control the narrative i think more maybe that way i don't know it's, it's i find it to be very interesting overall yeah i'm curious yeah. so when you think we'll, when you think we'll get those announcements it's gotta be coming up sometime soon especially if it's 2019 like like you had thought which i still have not checked i'm sure you're but right. do we also even know what time frame because if it is 2019 like you know march versus november Makes a big no difference. No way it's March. There's no way it's in March. Well, yeah, but my point is, like, depending on when it is, makes a difference too, as far as when we get information. See, isn't that isn't almost uh once again, isn't that almost uh Star Wars Overload? If everything's bookended at the latter half of of the year, well, yeah, we, we would have bonkers, wouldn't it? Uh, we would potentially have like Clone Wars, The Mandalorian, Episode Nine and whatever else at at once like each of those things individually would be a big event you think it's gonna it's gonna be a big event well each one on its own would be like if clone wars came out without the other two things that would be huge yeah so the three of them combined either it will stack and be huge or i don't know if it'll uh kind of i don't know what the word is but like Honestly, I think that could be the best thing for it in some ways. Like, Film Slate, you know, in the past, like, nobody really takes anyone seriously who's harping on something like uh, Justice League at this point, because there's a bunch of other stuff has happened. They've moved on. There's other stuff in development. Like, when when something has a lot of things happening, like, there's too many things to focus on for something to get all the heat. So right now, there's there is it's a small group but it's very vocal and they're all focused on like being anti star wars or whatever and and they only really have what three things and they're for whatever reason giving resistance more of a break it feels like than they are last jedi and uh and solo so i don't know it feels like in a weird way by having that all come out at once it could make it to where people can't really paint one thing as a problem or as something they're against because there's just too much going on. It's just, everyone will have different opinions about each thing happening. And I don't know. It'll be very interesting to see. I don't think there's any wor- real worry of burnout. I think that's pretend. Uh, look at the CW's shows and how many are DC shows. Look at how many DC things come out and those things still make money. They're not financial failures. They're movies. Like even if they're prob- problematic, like as far as just how well done they are and how, the making of the films goes like at the same time critical you know reception aside they're not like giant flops they make a lot of money people go see them so i don't i don't think there's gonna be any problem well and plus another thing that's going to be different about this is two of the three things are going to be in your home because you're going to have the streaming service for clone wars and the mandalorian and you're going to have the theater for episode nine so that is a fair difference also, as far as how it may affect viewership or, or you know, uh, excitement, hype, all that kind of stuff. Well, and I just can't see, even if it's not Netflix, Marvel style or HBO style, I cannot see Mandalorian pitching to the exact same age group as Clone Wars. And Clone Wars is a, right. is, was a sophisticated show, but it was still a show made for primarily for 10 to 12 year olds and enjoyable by an older age. Like, like and it was, I mean. Their entire episodes about senatorial stuff, you know, <laughs> like it was right. not a typical kids show. It was. It, I'm not trying to undermine 
its depth because it is deep, maybe more so than some of the shows I think that Mandalorian might be similarly pitched to age group wise. But the you know the older teen to adult audience is like not the same, and I feel like that's this is going to be probably I, I I just get the feeling from what Favreau talks about from the vibe from the subject matter this is going to be more like uh I don't know so something a little more on the adult side not like you know old man Logan or anything it's going to be like but, Rogue One yes yes I think that's a perfect example. Yeah. Rogue One's probably the most adult Star, Star Wars. Wars for sure. It's probably the most adult we'll ever get. Personally, I kind of am okay with that being the max out level. I don't think Star... To me, there is something antithetically weird and wrong about Star Wars being unsuitable for a 12-year-old. To, to me, yeah. it just doesn't seem right. Well, and it's I contrary to its identity. Well, I understand other people feel differently, but it's not like... It's not like superhero comics star wars is not is not a genre it's a specific property it's like i also don't i think well batman has flexibility and can go that dark i don't think superman should i don't think there should be a an adult and and a mature reader superman title i don't think that that character is made for that just like i don't think star wars is made for that if you want to make a super serious adult sci-fi thing that's what reimagining battlestar galactica was for (laughs) (laughs) like that was fantastic and that was a weird thing to start off with because it was some sort of crazy Mormon propaganda to begin with. Well, and because, like you know, George Lucas has said before many times, like the DNA of Star Wars is to be like a Saturday morning cartoon, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. And he said it like really well at uh, last celebration at the the anniversary panel. He said that it was for ten year olds. Like he just reiterated it over and over again. It's like it's like for it's for your ten your inner ten year old and for ten year olds everywhere. Like it's what Star Wars is for. Right. So, I mean, I, as far as Mandalorian def- goes, like, I don't know what ideas they have as far as their restrictions or limitations or anything, but I would be surprised, like you're saying, Jared, if they do anything beyond what they would do for any movie thus far or any TV show thus far. Well, and Rogue, Rogue One was pretty adult. It, you know, it, it appealed to kids, you know, arguably, but at the same time, you know, there's some serious sacrifice in that film. You know, there, there's, yeah. there's, you know, it, it doesn't end well. No, absolutely. And like, you've you know, got, you've got like, you know, Boar Gullet. That's enough to make anybody cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, and yeah, that's, a, that's an intense scene. It is. And, and like, there's a lot of death. I mean, everybody dies. Um, there's wise cracking droids and even jokes coming from, you know, your blind, you know, martial arts expert guy. Like, like there's a lot of stuff that I feel like is kid friendly, you know? Who's, who's my flying martial arts expert guy? Who's blind. That? Blind. Oh, blind. If he said flying, I'm like, eh, I think I get who you're talking about, but I don't remember him doing any like flying, uh, oh, uh dude, whoosh, I wish. whoosh moves or anything. Unless he knows like he is so fly. Also, that. that <laughs> also true. But like, I just don't, I don't know. Like, he, I think that it's it rides the line. It takes itself not too seriously, and but it does have a different kind of tone and grittiness that none of the other Star Wars movies have had, which I think is cool. It gives it its own identity, and I would hope and think that that's what we will see in the Mandalorian or something equivalent. I I, I think that was a really good call. Like I was trying to think of what it would be most like 
that would be like a modern film. I think writing Rogue One is perfect on every level because it's Star Wars. It's it's as far as they're going to go. I think that's absolutely right. Well, I feel like as far as the Star Wars movies go so far and as far as they're able to, Rogue One feels like the least sci-fi to me. And Star Wars is not sci-fi. Well, I I know, but I'm saying of them all. Interesting. It's it's just the, the least there. You know, it's the most identifiable to like, war movies here. You better not. You better never, never on this podcast talk ill will of uh, Rogue One. I'm telling you right now. I'm not. like It's one of my favorites. I'm not at all. One of your favorites, Tim. Yeah, unlike you, it's not my favorite. It's not my favorite of all time either. Well, okay, well then what is it? Like, like Where does that rank for you? Oh man, are we gonna do this ranking stuff? <laughs> no, I just need to know where it falls generally. Of the new films of the Disney era, Disney era, it is number one, right? And you know what? You know what's been you know what's been creeping above the original trilogy for me lately? I do not. The prequels. Oh really? Yeah, and and let's keep in mind for our audience in case they don't know. I was, I'm a I'm a original trilogy baby. I was born. Long time ago. <laughs> Long time ago. So for me, that's what I grew up on. But I think the more I think about it, the more I look at all the stuff that was created through the prequel uh, trilogy, I'm just in awe of the amount of creatures and worlds and ships and just the building of everything that exists. Yeah. You know, the Jedi Order, the Jedi you know, Temple, Sit. It's just there's so much there. Yeah, you know, it really I, is. I mean, obviously, you know, Lucas created the world with the Star Wars, you know, with with, uh, with a New Hope and the original Star Wars trilogy, but really just fine tuned and added such a nice, nice cherry in 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 on this delicious, delicious cake or Sunday or whatever the hell <laughs> uh, for with the prequels, and I don't think a lot of people uh, give it that much. I mean, a lot of people uh, don't get me wrong. People love the prequels, but yeah, it's just for me. It's 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 getting better and better as as uh, time goes on. Okay, so in line with that, how do you feel the current generation of movies will like get better, stay the same, get worse as time goes on? Like, how do you think they'll fare? Because uh, like, I think they'll be fine. There's just not a ton of. Uh... There's just not a ton of myth building or expanding there to me. It feels like again, you know, for me, Star Wars is is a lot of things about, you know, it's always the creatures and, and the worlds and all that, and 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 that side of it, it feels lacking. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've we've got uh, you know a lot of different stuff, but at the same time, it just doesn't feel as it doesn't feel as big in scope as as either of the other trilogies have. Well, well, I agree with you in general. It's interesting. Like I think, I do think like there's enough cool aliens and stuff, but the way the stories are presented, it is a very, very focused story. Even the split in Jedi that people complain, uh, or the, in the last Jedi, well, it's called the Jedi. We predicted that a long time ago when the name first came out. Uh, that's interesting. But uh, <laughs> uh, like, I feel like, even though people complain about the two plots and whatnot and being disconnected or contrived, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, like how does, 
how does what what happens in Empire make any sense? Like they split up for no reason, uh, really. Like, like other than the timelines don't add up. But, but like, how long were they in in either in that worm or on Cloud City? You know, like like and imprisoned or you know or whatever. Like like because Luke appears to be gone a lot longer than they are. <laughs> and I, I, I like, I'm I, I'm not crapping on the movie. I'm just saying there are things that people have like acted like our flaws about last Jedi that aren't unique to it. Like it's way less of a complex and, and, and divided up movie than any of the prequels. Like, like as far as like what's going on, like, like how many things are happening simultaneously. And a lot of that's contrived, if not all of it. Well, and that's kind of what's interesting too, about how they're going to age just because like the original trilogy started out on top and they pretty much stayed on top in the eyes of people overall. The prequels started out all over the place and generally, I think, have in, in many people's eyes improved or they've grown more fond of it or something over time, generally speaking. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think I'd mentioned that they were all over the place, had a steep drop off and a slow rise. Yeah. And and, and the current movies, I feel like, uh, again, kind of uh, somewhat all over the place, but I think they are also going to age well. Overall, they seem, they seem generally well received. Like not everyone yeah. loves them, but most people don't hate them. I don't think. Yeah, regardless of what people want you to think. Last <laughs> yeah. Jedi was. Especially, I think Last Jedi was more divisive than some of us more positive fans. Even those of us who don't love it, like want to believe. Like it's not like the most divisive movie in the world. It didn't right. destroy America or Star <laughs> Wars, but I do. I just know casual fans and hardcore fans alike that were disappointed. And it's not like, Oh, you just had all this fan fiction in your head and all this. Now oh, you just wanted to be like the, uh, the legends continuity. No, for most of these people I know, it's none of that. It's just, I didn't love it. it it's fine. I, think the th I think the thing is, is, is that for me, you know, there's, there's certainly rewatchability. Re uh, there's, there's that factor. And so far that's for me anyways, it doesn't have much rewatchability. Is that even a word? No, I, I mean, we know what you mean. I think it works. Yeah. I, I, I love that you say that because like, it's interesting because I, I never would say Attack of the Clones is my favorite Star Wars movie, but overall, like in recent years, like the last like five, six years, I think it's the one I've watched the most or rewatched. And I think that's a big deal. I think that's a big deal. It, it's not, it it's not saying the fact that the fact that I haven't watched the last Jedi that much doesn't mean I hate it. I, I liked it. I know, you know, I mean, there's, there's issues here and there, but I enjoyed it, but it's not one that I like, I'm going to go put this on. No, the, the, you know, I, I will always put on force awakens more than, than, uh, uh, than the last Jedi. I'll, I'll, I won't put on Phantom Menace just for the hell of it. That's See, more like when you have to really, for me, you have to sit down and watch it. It's, it's yeah. not just, no, I love fan mess, but the same way where like, I find myself like, even if I'm dedicated to not looking at devices, <laughs> I will end up, uh, I will end up like being distracted. I'll go out of my way <laughs> to be distracted by the end of the Phantom Menace. And I'll be so mad. I'll be like, when did this, when did I, why? Like, when did I stop paying attention? Like, ah, I just want to sit down and watch it. And like, then I get mad at myself for not watching it. <laughs> like not, not actually, you know, putting the energy in if I was going to take the time to put it on, unless I was specifically putting it on in the background. But no, I think that's, that's so, I think it's a really good point because watchability does not correspond to quality. Like, uh, for sure. what is the, uh, what's the Darren Aronofsky movie, uh, Requiem for a Dream? That, that's the one that's like 
oppressively depressing, right? Yes. With all the different forms of, of addiction. I saw that movie, I think, once. I never need to see it again. Great movie. Great. But why the hell would I put myself through that? <laughs> like, it was it was depressing. I have I have had clinical depression since I was three years old. I don't need to watch a movie that the only thing I feel during it and afterward is sad. <laughs> like, like even if it's great and like, oh, it made me feel so deeply and like relate to these characters and empathize with them, care about with their journeys. It's like it was over, and I was like, thank God that nightmare train is over. Where it's like, I don't know, I could see frailty well, I, over and over again, and see you know Bill Paxton just screwing up those kids' brains, and being a awesome horror movie. So I, did, I, I, did I mention? Did I mention Star is Born on the show? Ooh, I don't think, I don't you think so. the the new one, the remake of the remake of the yeah, remake, the, the remake of the remake of the remake. <laughs> so I went and saw it, and I and I absolutely loved it. I don't think I can ever watch it again. Because for for me, it, it was one of those ones that 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 it was like it was it was pretty devastating parts for me. Just a, a sad. Or... Yeah, you know, same thing. Same thing, you know. And I'm not comparing Star Is Born to Schindler's List, but <laughs> Schindler's List is a everyone fantastic... is glad that you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it's one of those movies that oh, that God. is unbelievable. It is an amazing film, but. You know, I, I bought it on DVD many years ago, and I don't think I ever watched it other than once. It's not one of those ones I'm like, I'm gonna watch, I'm watch Sinner's List. It's like, no, you don't do that. It, it, it's just, it, it's, it takes its toll on you. So, you know, rewatchability obviously is something. Solo seems like it should have the most rewatchability for me. I, I, I watched it, I, I bought it, I watched it, I loved it. It's just, it's like candy. It's so good. Well, I was going to say, I, I, from what I've seen online, so many of the people who missed out on Solo in the theaters have since watched it and said that they've really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's just fun. Yeah. We were just talking about uh, a friend of ours who I don't want to put him on the spot, although people who know him will know, I think, because, uh, because of your mutual love of, uh, of a problematic actor. <laughs> of what okay. Mel Gibson? Yes. Uh, Maverick <laughs> is one of the most rewatchable movies I've ever seen. When I was in eighth grade, there was a time that Maverick was on. I think uh, Cinemax was already. It's always been owned by the same company, even on HBO, and it would like cycle through where it was like on for like three months on Cinemax and then on for three months on HBO and then went back to Cinemax and it was on like every night at different times. But for, there was like a stretch of like six months when I was in eighth grade where like every night I would like take my dinner in my room and I'd be like, I'm going to go watch Maverick. Like, it's, like Maverick's on, like it's a, like an hour and you know, or well, Maverick, hour, five minute uh, TV show. You know? Maverick hurt, hurt me. And in, in, in hindsight now, I think she's cast in it for a reason. But whenever Margot Kidder appeared in, in Maverick, I was like, whoa. Like, she's got this bit part. And yeah, as, a, as a really old lady, right? Right. Or, and the thing is, is that I think, I honestly think that, that you know, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's the timeline's all wrong, but but it feels like the whole thing with, with uh, Mel Gibson trying to help out Robert Downey Jr. Oh no, it was definitely Donner trying to help her. You think so? You oh, think it was them trying to like give a 
because it was, a, I'm almost positive it was right in that time where she was like in trouble for like breaking into people's homes and stuff. Like it was such a sad time. Like her mental yeah. health and her addiction stuff was like it reminds me like because of because of a time and when she started talking about it publicly. Like it, it feels like 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 a cautionary tale almost of like what could have happened like with with Carrie like just like it could have been even worse for her you know. Well, I'm glad you know I'm, I, it well it does pull me out of the movie a little bit. I'm glad that uh, you know people are trying to help. Yeah. No man, it's funny that you say that too. I remember when the height of uh, of Robert Downey Jr.'s like abusive like uh, like like uh, drug abuse like cycle and when like. I remember he was caught with like I think a sixteen-year-old girl who was a sex worker who was in a Wonder Woman costume and like some maybe in Vegas or some some like really seedy situation overall in a hotel and like someone tipped him off like tipped off the police uh, and I remember my oldest brother said, "Man, somebody either really hates Robert Downey Jr. or really loves him." <laughs> it was like trying to help him. Yeah. like it's it's true. Like like. When people are in those kind of situations, somebody's got to really look out for you. And it's cr- his comeback is crazy. Oh, yeah. like, God, yeah. I can think you believe it? Wife. I mean, his, his wife is just, you know, I, I, I think she's just his rock, you know? It, it's honestly, it's franchise has been good. I mean, clear, clearly it's enjoyable enough to so many people, but it like reinvigorated superheroes to a level it's never, they've never been before, even with like, the most successful movies ever with like Batman and Superman, the motion picture and stuff like, and very successful runs from other stuff. Like it's still just, it, it opened up the playing field in a different way, but I do wish they would have done the devil in a bottle story about uh, Tony Stark's struggle with alcoholism. Cause it's really a defining characteristic of his character in the comics. And I feel like it's directly paralleled in Robert Downey Jr.'s life. And like, it could be a really, amazing message for general audience in general and for kids especially to like just see like not that drinking is bad that's stupid but just that like addiction is real and it's a disease and you need to what get if, treatment what if, if that's avengers, avengers 4 i'd be pretty cool with it i'd be into it if he's like a horrible drunk because he can't deal with uh what happened and has to go back in time to fix it. They have uh, had those spoilers for Avengers Four. This is our spoilers for <laughs> Avengers Four section. Uh, Seeing any of the pictures? I think it's said toys for Avengers Four. I'm thinking uh, drunk Iron Man uh, action figure. Oh yeah, no, that's <laughs> I definitely want that with the forty hands <laughs> action. Yeah, like what was it? What was it? there was a there was a there was a cover where he's in the Iron Man suit, but the helmet's off, and he's just got this long scraggly beard and a bottle of whiskey. Remember that, that cover? <laughs> yes, I do. And like he's like he's like leaning back against the wall or whatever, <laughs> like strung out. Yeah, he's got hair's all curly, and he's got like a five o'clock shadow on top yep. of him. Because back then he had a mustache. Drunk Iron good. Man. Oh man! And there was a there's a story about him, like the whole thing, like the the reason why he had to stop is because like I think there was like he was fighting the bad guy, and he was like in a nuclear power plant, and he was drunk on the job. <laughs> it's like, dude. There's a nuclear power plant, and you have a nuke in your chest, and, and you're you're like in a rocket ship. <laughs> like you cannot be drunk on the job. Is Marvel used to do really interesting stories like that in the comics? Like there was a Spider-Man story that Stanley, uh, before like they disassociated, like decades before they disassociated themselves with uh, the Comics Code Authority, which is this weird puritanical thing. It was like 
almost almost an offshoot of the uh, the, the uh, communist witch hunt of the fifties, like related. But uh, in it, uh, they had all these really really arcane rules, and and Stanley had an issue of Spider Man where he uh, rejected the code for just one issue because he wanted him to try pot. And in the story, it actually was a really pretty progressive depiction of pop where like his friends could do it and be fine. They weren't like, you know, it was less silly than a lot of stuff on TV where it acts like marijuana makes people trip balls and like, like hallucinate crazy stuff or whatever. But, but instead he just discovered that he can't go to a party in college and drink and smoke, uh, you know, any kind of drug legal or not because he has a, he has a spider sense and he's always on duty. Like he's not like a firefighter or a police officer. He has no off time. Like if that, that thing goes off, he's got to go save people. So he can't be inebriated because yeah, he discovered he discovered it. It has really bad effects on that aspect of his powers. Like like he, has, yeah, he can't trust he can't trust them at all. Which he's which, like you know, always paranoid. <laughs> he got paranoid and he has super paranoid. Like he's paranoia. Yeah, somebody drops a, a bottle. He's like, oh, spider sense tingling. Someone someone's about to drop a bottle. He's breaking people's shins trying to like save silverware. Spider sense is somebody's puking in the bathroom. Like, he just broke down my door. It's like I was just trying to pull back her hand. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, last couple things I wanted. <laughs> I, hey, you know, we got to wrap up eventually. No, no, There's no, no good segue. That was, that was the that was a great transition. Uh, the last couple things I wanted to go over though before we end. One of them is I actually just saw recently after we started the show that um, Sigourney Weaver has said that Avatar 2 and Avatar 3 have completed filming and that they cool. are beginning work on Avatar 4 and Avatar 5. Excellent. That's, that's what I like to call too much. It's interesting though because I thought, and I could be entirely wrong, that I thought that Avatar was being filmed at the same place that some other Star Wars franchise was being filmed at. That in being? Calif in California. Hmm. The Mandalorian. I thought they were being filmed at the same place. Interesting. I, and again, I don't even know where Mandalorian's being filmed other than I think it got leaked in the newspaper somewhere. And if it's, and if it's a city I'm thinking, in, thinking of, I know exactly where it's at. I haven't asked Jason. <laughs> but... Uh. I, I just kind of wanted to mention that because I saw that and I'm like, wow, that's that's a lot. Um, the other thing was when I had mentioned there was something that we could do for Halloween and Star Wars. It's pretty quick. I'm going to give you a choice. Wait, hold on real quick. We're never getting uh, Avatar 4 and 5. I'm going to say it right now. Oh, you think? Yeah, because Disney's going to take it and they're going to be like, what the hell is this? Oh, like, that's, hey, that's fair. Hey, no thanks, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the last thing that we were going to go over is I'm going to give you a choice for Halloween and Star Wars and just overall awesomeness. We have one of two Halloween Star Wars quizzes from StarWars.com. And you're going to tell us which one we're going to do. One is uh, which Star Wars character should you be for Halloween? And we'll determine this as a group. Or uh, which Star Wars character should you take trick-or-treating? And we can also determine that as a group. What <laughs> Just uh, which which quiz are you feeling? I'm, I'm too agreeable. Whatever, whatever's clever. I, I, there's, there's, I don't want to be the tiebreaker. So, Mark, I'm good with ever. Which with uh, whichever. All right, all right, Tim, okay, you pick. Well, yeah, my, Your my, choice. My screen is currently on. Which character should you be for Halloween? So we can go. Let's with go that. for it. Um, how quiz, much? Which Star Wars character should we collectively as a group be for Halloween? Correct. 
Uh, how much time would you like to spend getting ready? Uh, the less time, the better. An hour tops. Whatever it takes to look perfect. Or I want to throw on a mask and be on my way. Mask be on my way. Yeah, I'll go with that one. Okay. How do you feel about wearing masks? Only if it distorts my voice. I'd rather wear a helmet. I'd rather wear makeup or no thanks. Rather wear a helmet. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about that too. I know we're going to be. Yeah, I feel like I know what we're going towards. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which outfit sounds the most appealing? A tunic, armor, robe, or dress? Well, geez, I wonder if, if uh, Mark's going to say uh, armor. Yeah, let's go for the armor. <laughs> might, might as well stack the deck. Yeah. <laughs> how do you celebrate Halloween? Or Sorry, who do you celebrate Halloween with? Kids, adults, my significant other, or myself? Kids. I'm, uh, last couple of years, just myself. All right. Uh, what's your favorite Halloween accessory? Is that jewelry, gadgets, a weapon, or a bag? Let's just go with weapon, right? Oh, I mean, weapon or gadgets. Well, look, we're going to be Stormtrooper. <laughs> All right, or weapon. Boba Fett. Yeah, what? I was thinking you're going for Boba Fett. We're probably going to end this, up. Well, this could, this could make the difference. Which color do you look best in? Anything bright and vibrant. White or beige. Brown black brighter yeah. vibrant right oh okay. we could go for let's go with black that's what i was oh, gonna go for oh okay switching gears yes <laughs> what's your favorite halloween activity going to a party watching scary movies getting dressed up or passing out candy i like passing out candy to kids yeah me too okay uh this is that question eight of ten so almost done which word best describes your halloween costume creepy mysterious Comfortable or warm? Creepy. Warm. Warm. <laughs> Warmly I was, creepy. I was going. I was going for the the Wookie. <laughs> Let's go warm then. We'll go warm. All right. Uh, how scary do you intend to look? Not at all. More intimidating than scary. PG thirteen rated or terrifying? More intimidating. No, terrifying was the last. Okay, okay that's fine. Whichever. Intimidating is good? Oh, oh, more intimidating than scary. Is that what you're saying? Yes, more intimidating ah. than scary is my opinion. I think, I right. think I'd go with that one. Okay. Or Darth and Vader. The, the last one is, what type oh. of character do you usually dress, or choose to dress up as? A classic, whoever is currently popular, an old school haunt, or a hero slash hero, or heroine? A classic? I don't know. Yeah, classic probably. You know... I feel like you should just give yourselves a pat on the back. We'll be here, uh, we end up with. Are we, are we Vader? No. Are we Bubba Stormtrooper? Nope. Who? You Who? should be Chewbacca for Halloween. Yes! <laughs> I love it. I willed that into existence somehow. <laughs> yeah, you did. I knew it. As all for combo. you. All the contradictions. It's like, I don't know if I just want to be Stormtrooper, Boba Fett, or Darth Vader, but... I'm just going to go with Chewbacca. <laughs> and, and the reason it says is you seem to have a few goals this Halloween. First, be warm. Second, spend minimal time <laughs> getting ready. And third, be huggable. Your costume is ideal for passing out candy since you don't even need to put, in your ha- uh, put on your hands until the doorbell rings. We suggest storing some lollipops in your satchel and maybe keeping the crossbow at home. Only, only the real Chewbacca can be trusted with it. Happy uh, Halloween. Wait, th- this was at StarWars.com? It is. Crossbow, yes, really, guys. <laughs>
that, uh, that's there. Making, making me be that nerd. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, that that turned out surprisingly well. I'd say. No, that was that was awesome. That's <laughs> I'll uh, I'll take the uh, bowcaster flub uh, in, in stride. All right. Uh, well, that, I think that does wrap up what I had. And uh, good wrap up, bud. <laughs> I feel, like you, I feel like you need to say that at, at the end of every episode. <laughs> oh, no, now. that's our new thing. That's yeah. it. <laughs> like, that's the last thing you hear. Like, we're like, bye. And then you say that. And then the music. I, I okay, like we'll store it. Uh, bye, I guess. Bye. <laughs> Jerry, you knew it was just the case. Yes. Whoa, what was that? <laughs> that sounded like uh, more gullet or something. Yes. I don't know. That well that was a little bit more golem. I don't I don't know. Whichever. You know, Speaking you know of, what? Hey, look, look, my wife and I uh, she hasn't watched them all. Oh. She came in late, but we're uh watching Game of Thrones again. Uh-huh. Man, that's good. That, that's good stuff. <laughs> season well, season one. Man, I didn't know I didn't, I, for, I completely forgot most of them. I, I can't I can't really contribute anything to that conversation because I don't watch that. I do love what? that show. What are you? Wait, are you? Are we recording? Yeah, yeah. No, I just I don't have HBO, so I don't watch it. Well, we should say bye, and then Jerry can say his new official line, and then didn't we yeah. just do that a second ago? Yeah, yeah I, I but wanted, it's, it's not going to be the last all, thing now. We're recording. Yeah, but we're going to get it right because it was awkward before. So, and in the most non-awkward way possible. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye, Tim. <laughs> Good wrap up, bud. <laughs> Yeah, that worked. I'm that fully was very com- smooth. 